The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shade thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, September 26th, and today is National Johnny Appleseed Day, so go out and plant something. It's also National Situational Awareness Day, National Dumpling Day, National Compliance Officer Day, National Shamu the Whale Day, and everyone's favorite breakfast. It is also National Pancake Day. Just add some blueberries. But thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Is that right? Oh man, look at that. Look at that, man. We're getting we're getting it down over here. So shout out to everyone joining us in that space. But um, Gretchen, you want to kick it off this morning? You don't want to kick it off this morning? All right, I'm gonna kick it off this morning. Okay. I want I wanted to be polite and not, and offer the ladies to go first. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Okay. It's, That'd be a first for you. But. Whatever. I'm always polite, Gretchen. Always mm-hmm. polite. Whatever. Haters are gonna hate because that's what haters do. Well, I'll tell don't you. I'll tell you guys what, tell you guys what, you guys are going to find this pretty interesting, but I'm not surprised by this at all. But apparently online marijuana shops make it easy for minors to buy weed, a study finds. That's right. Many online marijuana dispensaries do not enforce age limits on purchases, and they have other lax policies that enable minors to buy cannabis on the internet, according to a new study published on Monday in the Journal of American Medical Association Pediatrics. The research examined the age verification processes and other practices of 80 online dispensaries based in 32 states that sell marijuana to American customers. The study found that 18.8% of dispensaries, or nearly one in five, required no formal age verification at any stage of the purchasing process and that more than 80% accepted non-traceable payment methods like prepaid credit cards or cash, thus enabling youth to hide their transactions, the authors noted. Of the dispensaries studied, nearly one-third allowed delivery across state lines, and of those 
nine, and of those, 95% offered delivery to states with marijuana laws different from the home state of the online dispensary. 5% of the dispensaries provided student discounts. Health officials have expressed concerns about the effects of marijuana use on the developing brain, particularly in the era of increased uh, drug potency and widespread legalization. They make it sound like such a bad thing. According to a 2022 survey funded by the National Institute of Health, 6.3% of 12th graders reported using cannabis daily in 2021, as did 2.1% of 10th graders and 0.7% of 8th graders. About one-third of high school seniors had used marijuana at least once in 2021, along with 20% of 10th graders and 8.3% of 8th graders. The use of marijuana in these age groups fell during the pandemic. One theory is that young people had a harder time obtaining drugs, including marijuana, and consuming them outside supervision. And I don't buy that one personally. I'm not buying that one. I'm just willing to bet that they couldn't get enough students to participate in their survey for them to get these kind of results. But nonetheless, online marijuana sales and the ease of shipping would seem to make it easier for minors to access the drug, the study authors noted. And they say in a quote, it is imperative, they wrote in their conclusion, to require strict age online with strict age verification procedures prior to cannabis purchases online and to establish stringent surveillance of online marijuana dispensaries to protect youth. In the interim, they added, pediatricians and caregivers must be aware of the widespread availability of online dispensaries and the potential dissemination of marijuana to minors. Well, well, and well. What do you guys think about this? This is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News Hour. And apparently, online retailers are selling to minors. What do you guys think about this? It's got to be some kind of internet security. I mean... It's got to be. Hold on, Todd. Why wouldn't they use it? Hold Who on. Who are these people? Who I, are these amazing online dispensaries shipping cannabis right. across state lines I, to people? I don't know. I want to minors. find out too. Who's who's shipping weed across state lines? I wonder if they're if they're trying. These, can't these buy are it online. They're not. How do you know? How do you know they're that? They're not regulated you don't know dispensaries. That. These are all illegal operations. You don't know that. No. No. Yeah. I, I do know that. It doesn't specify that I, in the study. So the thing is, yeah, okay. So just like just like New York City, you walk people who aren't informed enough go to New York City and they walk down the street and they walk into a smoke shop and they're like, "Oh, I went to a dispensary today." Sure. So yeah, I understand that. The thing that. is, an, the uninformed or young or or young um, uh, uh, consumer online. Um, is going on these online dispensaries and thinking that they're legal operations. And I don't think that a dispensary would go through all the trouble of getting a license to be in operation and be regulated, pay all the fun money that they got to pay to stay regulated in the legal space, and then ship weed over state lines and ship well, hold on, the, to, hold on, uh, minors. Nicole, Nicole, Nevada, Nicole, Nicole. Th this might Nicole. not be. This might not be a dispensary. This just might be just be a, a delivery license that that is that is operating in this manner. It doesn't specify that it's a dispensary. And I can. Well, I my can, question is also: Could this is this Delta Eight they're referring to? It didn't. It does not specify in anywhere in the article in regards to that. And I don't think it's Delta Eight. I think this actually is is actually weed. I was going to think maybe it possibly they could be talking about THCA, 
but I'm I, I I'm willing to bet that they did a study of, of all these different um, online uh, delivery things, and then they they had they they went and did studies to buy or cases to buy whatever, and uh, were successful in some and, and were unsuccessful in others because I do know Weed Maps was under a big big thing uh, for a while with the state of California in regards because there were a number of miners that were able to purchase. Um, cannabis legally off of their off of their website through actual uh deliveries and dispensaries um because there weren't the the proper protocols in place of enforcement and so therefore there were a lot of kids that were using their parents accounts so then that way they could uh they could um purchase the cannabis with their parents account on their parents credit card and uh and they'd just get it delivered to their door Guess it's time to talk about parenting skills then, right? I mean, that's where I think it ultimately <laughs> right. falls yeah. on. A friend of mine in Florida. Said that it was What's that, Nicole? Sorry. What's that, Nicole? No, go ahead, Nicole. The article said something about using prepaid cards to hide their transactions is what yeah. they found out that they were doing, right? Well, well, well kids being smart. Yeah, that's yeah, kids but, being smart. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I use a prepaid card all the time for, for different different transactions. I mean, I haven't had a credit card in years. I always use prepaid cards. Uh, you know, it's not just kids that are getting stuff online. A friend of mine in Florida uh, called me yesterday and said, her um, her stepfather was uh, needed some weed, and he doesn't have his medical card in Florida, so he just went online, ordered some, Oklahoma, <laughs> like See? it was nothing. You know? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? And you're trying to say that these are all licensed businesses? I th I think they may be. Well, I think it's way too well, risky well, for the licensed. They, they well, I mean, we covered a story where there was a, a guy from a guy that had a dispensary in Vermont and he was selling to, to people in New York and uh, he didn't okay. even face any repercussions from the state. All right, people. I did, you know, my usual actual research. Am amazing. That's what we love, Gretchen. It takes five seconds, Jason, back to actually look at the report. Mm -hmm. uh, what? 94% of the product that they're looking at were edibles. Look at that. 94%. All gummies, huh? Yeah, they're easier to hide. You can put them mm -hmm. in your lunchbox. And then they're also looking at e-cigarettes. So, I guess vape products. Unclear. Mm -hmm. And then it says medical formulations. Medical formulations. That would probably be concentrates, or it could be vape cards also, or maybe a tincture. But I don't they think kids they, are. They went through 80 online marijuana dispensaries based in 32 states. Mm -hmm. See, look at that. And it doesn't it doesn't state whether or not they're permitted or licensed. They don't fucking know if these people are legal. Of course they don't. Guys, guys, are we really? We know what they're selling. We know the shit they're selling. They're selling gas station CBD and THC products. It's that's no, what no, it I, I don't believe this. I, I believe that these California operation. Yeah, I believe that these are all all. All, all selling real weed. I don't. I'm not buying that it's Delta Eight. I'm not buying that for a second. There's gonna be. It's gonna be Delta Nine converted from CBD. It's this is this is what it is. This is the majority market. Did you not listen? Did you not hear about that? Didn't we cover this Missouri operator that got shut we down? Covered, we covered. We covered. Yes. Delta Eight products in their cannabis products. It's because they bought Delta Eight oil oh, from somebody. California, New York. They bought. They bought that red disty, huh? Huh, Simone? They bought that. They bought that candy red disty. Yeah, that candy. That's <laughs> man. <laughs> It, it really pays to to know your shit, people. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. Yeah. See, look at if even you look in, in the chat. Even in the chat. Look at, look yeah. In the YouTube chat. Yeah. Yeah. Christine Scaffolini says, "Good morning. We just bought weed online last night." 
That's See, right. ask ask her ask a question, Jason. Beck. Was this actual weed? Or was was this what? what uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Christine, uh, throw, throw in the chat. Throw, throw, throw in the chat. Let us know if it was actual weed, if it was THCA, Delta Eight. What was the product, and whether or not you are aware if it was a licensed dispensary or not? We would love to know that. She's correcting her last name, Scalafani. Oh, Scalafani. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I I, I, I really no actual information in the report about it. Oh, she bought, percent she, she, yeah, she bought she bought she bought some Delta Eight products. She bought some Delta Eight products. This is not real THC. Yes, I mean if it's oil, if it's in a formulation, I I think it's without a doubt probably converted. You know, oil. Uh, if it's flour, I mean it could go either way. You know, mm -hmm. I guess the, there's um, a lot. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, Simon. The, no. How the researchers did this is they went onto Google and their search terms were buy marijuana, buy marijuana online, buy weed online, order weed, buy pot online, Keith online, and ganja online. That's they what bought they Keith? Put in. Who still sells they Keith? The, I'm just saying, those are the search. Who items still buys Keith? Put in to find I have not I have not seen so, Keith so sold in years. Based on Google searches, is that they did a Google search? Look, that's how they found the dispensaries, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah there was ambiguity being unable to continue in the checkout process. This is some bullshit study. I, I think I, I think that. you're right, Gretchen. I think you're Jamma. right. But I think it does Come definitely on. make it easier for kids to procure. I love how there's a footnote about explaining what a selfie is in this. Oh, there's a footnote about selfies, huh? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. funny. Mm -hmm. What is a selfie? Yeah. According to them, is a facial photograph of oneself, typically with a cell phone. Man. Well, Christine, I'm sorry that you're having to smoke that hemp flower. Oh, man, it must be rough. <laughs> must be rough. I'm sorry about that. Um, Here you. Yeah. Man, oh, man, oh, man. What do you? I mean, do you guys do you guys think that this is easier for kids to, to kids to procure Both if they're purchasing the online? Options were cash. It says if uh, if it's online, it's easier for kids, right? Kids yeah, that's, are that's what I think online. too. Their whole life is there, and once one kid knows about it, they all know about it, right? So, yep. I think just as easy as it is for them to go city and buy it, just what? as easy. What's that, Nicole? It's just as easy as that as it is for them to walk into a bodega in New York City and buy it. Yeah, but that there you have to. You, it's it's, it's not as easy for kids to get to New York unless they live there, though, Nicole. Well, there's lots of kids I'm in New York. Understood. Okay. All right. Exactly. All right. All right. All right. What were you saying, Gretchen? I put the uh, I put the report into the into the chat for Adam to post to the website if anyone wants to look at the actual report. Oh, the actual. It's only report. three pages, so it ain't that much. So, so the, you're you're saying that stoners have the attention span to be able to digest it? I'm saying that this is such a piss poor uh, uh, <laughs> uh, research project that it was only three pages. So. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like the research project of how they banned straws. Another piss poor research what, project. Yeah. I mean, this is all coming from like a research letter. It's barely a report. Oh, all right. All right. We're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be stink. right back. That's my assessment. They stink. Is it like weed or they stink like poo? Poo. We're going with poo. Oh, she's, going, poo. she's going with Mr. Hanky's poo. <laughs> 
relying on 25 years of commercial hydroponic experience, King Solomon Nutrients has engineered the best liquid and dry fertilizer products for cannabis that preserves the crop, the soil, and the environment. Through relentless passion, research, and innovation, King Solomon has developed simplified cannabis crop nutrition you can trust. It was created for farmers by farmers. Don't mess around. Try the crown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys love dancing. So if you're dancing, too, in the crowd back at home, throw in the chat. Let, 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 let Nicole and Saman know that you're dancing right along with them, please, during, during all these little commercial breaks. But um, coming up next, she's the in with the stoners. That's a whole new show. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Coming up next, she's the founder of Panoptic Strategies and our very own Washington Insider who loves to bake not only bills, but also exorbitant snacks and rolls and cakes all in her little tiny, 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 tiny kitchen. That's right. It is none other than the Miss Gretchen Gailey. My kitchen's not. It's pretty tiny. tiny. It's pretty tiny, it, Gretchen. Well, it it's ain't, pretty it ain't tiny. one of those crazy, you know, lap of luxury ones you got going at Mar-a-Lago or California, wherever you waste all your time. That's right. Uh, My time's never wasted at Mar-a-Lago. I don't understand people with big old kitchens. No, I'm domestic. I'm domestically challenged, Gretchen. I have a big kitchen so Docker. that people can come over and cook in it. We need to teach you how to cook, Jason. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll that'll up your game with the women if you can cook. I'm so, let me tell you something. My game is so up with these ladies; it's not even funny, girl. <laughs> You're just using Simon to say hello again. Stop, stop it! Stop it! I do, I do, I do use Simon to get him to say hello again. But that's for that's for my ladies that are over fifty. <laughs> All right. Oh, this headline! I gotta love this headline. Headline: God Almighty, no one should be in prison over marijuana possession. Iden says at Congressional Black Caucus event. President Joe Biden is again touting his mass marijuana pardon from last year, referencing the act of clemency at a Congressional Black Caucus Foundation Award ceremony. This is actually what came out of the man's mouth. I'm keeping my promise that no one, no one should be in jail merely for the use or possession of marijuana. God almighty. And those who are in jail, they're going to be released and the records are going to be expunged. What the fuck, Joe? I mean, that's the extent of the fucking story. Seriously, I can't believe this man is running around saying this shit to people. I mean, I'm I'm without words. I can't go on. He just wants to pander to Democratic voters, and they're all gonna fall oh, for God. the bait and just follow him everywhere they go. As soon as he falls off the cliff, they'll probably jump off right along with him. Are you shitting me? A hundred percent. I don't want to. I don't want to shatter anybody's worlds here, but. Yeah. Biden's joke. Biden's always been a joke when it comes to, you know, legalizing cannabis. This is this is like the worst thing possible for cannabis is if we like allow Biden to like control and uh, pass the torch to, to his cronies, because we know what direction this is going to go in. And it's not in the favor of cannabis business and entrepreneur and gondrepreneurs out there. It's in the favor of a, a few select um, hand handpicked and handcrafted businesses in this country that are tied into the financial system already so it's like they're going to take the easy way easy route to to do that biden's going to allow it we need to fight for 
you know, our future rights or else we're not going to have any. So Biden, trash. Just throw them in the garbage already. <laughs> so you guys, wait, wait, wait. You guys don't want account. prisoners to be released? Uh, these... No, no Biden he's Biden's not going to do any Biden's of that. pretending like he did. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying he's not. He's, not, he's saying that they should and he should. Uh, Todd, he put him there. Todd, he put him. Yeah, Todd, he put him there, bro. He's the author he of the three strikes law. He's a joke. Okay. You, you, okay. you, you can't be so, serious so, right now. So, 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 so when the president shows up at your event during the Congressional Black Caucus, you're going to have to pull some of the headlines out of whatever sleepy speech he gave at this Congressional Black Caucus event. So you said a you're going to have speech. to pull out something that shines and sparkles. And so this is what they stuck with. Oh, I get it. Since it's Joe Biden and it's Sleepy Joe, then it must have been just a dream speech, right, Nicole? Because we all know that he ain't doing none of this. Martin Luther King, um, Jason Beck. That's not even a good comparison. Okay, what I'm saying right. is... <laughs> Whatever. What I'm saying is... That that Joe Biden um, again the the CBC you you have he might have showed up at one event that last week mm -hmm. and so they're going to make sure to try to pull the most sparkly things that they can out of whatever he said on that podium that night um, and this is what they found this is what they pulled they're trying this to pull but this isn't sparkly this yeah, is not. hypocracy it's, at it is. every length of but and my favorite is this good old White House press press secretary saying. Yeah. She's always supported the legalization of marijuana. For we all know that's total BS. She's the worst. Oh, she's so bad. She's so bad. What the fuck? Kim Jean Pierre. One, one stinking reporter to hold them to account and yes. be like, "This is his fucking record." Are you kidding me? And I mean, when is he magically releasing all these people still sitting in jail? We would love yeah. to know, Joe. That's the question to be. I, I know somebody. I know that's somebody that's on the show weekly that can list off. A whole long list of names that uh, people that deserve to be out of federal prison for cannabis. So it's like there's no shortage of information out there or uh, groups that that could be supported. But we know what it is. It's trash. It's bureaucracy. It's never going to change. It's sad. As it's we get closer and closer to the election, those, more and more those, shit will, will, will happen. Those you people are Those people are sitting in prison right now watching all of this happening. Well, they're They've probably not watching it all happen. Oh, they're probably TVs oh, in prison. Phones. We know how it is. We know how it is. But what I'm saying is those for the last decade plus, those guys for 15 years plus, those guys have had to sit there and watch what's happening. And it's disgusting. We need mm -hmm. to right the wrongs. We need to turn the corner and we need to start taking care of all of this stuff. Yeah. All you right. mean I'm those that, that he let out of prison a couple of months ago or whatever when he had his sweeping uh, no one no one <laughs> absolutely count, not one count. not one single person was released from prison when he did that nicole not one single person I think, I, Kardashian, I, going, I think Kim Kardashian got more people out of prison than she Biden. has. She has. That is true. <laughs> I am going to put my money where my mouth is oh boy and i'm going to write a letter Cause you know yes, what? The White House to do. With a pen? With a pen? Oh, well, no, I, they won't be able to read my cursive, Dankin. <laughs> right. uh, so I can't send that. You, but you're a sloppy when writer. When you send a letter to the right office at the White House, they love to send a response. So yeah. I want to see what these fuckers are gonna say, Let, and I'm gonna write a letter. Yeah, let's do this. Job. Hold on. Let's so do that. I, I, I'm down. I'm yes. down, Gretchen. If you write a letter, I'll send it too. I want to co-sign it, or okay. should we just send, should we just send multiple letters with the same thing? 
Yeah. We could spend hey, multiple. We'll see. Let's, let's get all of our let's do get this all, all the time. You invite the president to like your wedding and they'll send you back a regret. Oh, good luck on your wedding, but we're so happy you invited us. They, they <laughs> yeah. send responses. There's somebody sitting there waiting yeah. to respond yeah. to this shit. So mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. How many of our audience members would uh, would like to join up? If you could please raise your hand or send something in the in the chat that uh, expresses your willingness to participate in this they letter would, writing activity. Would, let's do that. Gretchen. What the fuck, Joe? Yeah, exactly. That's my hashtag. It's gonna be WTF, Joe. Mm-hmm. And 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 and, and to quote so and to quote the hell out of me. To quote Kamala Harris, we didn't yeah. do it, Joe. We didn't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I'm exhausted. This administration is so painful to watch every day. Oh man, I feel I feel so bad for everybody that has to endure Joe Biden. But nonetheless, we're gonna keep Miss it the orange moving. clown. I do. I can't wait till he's back. <laughs> I so can't wait till he's back. So excited for mean tweets again. Please God, don't ever let him Oh, he's it's coming, Nicole. It's coming. I cannot wait. Twenty twenty four is gonna be an amazing year. It's gonna be a frosty day in hell, Nicole. Yeah, a frosty day. Yeah. Are, are you telling me that he's going to go get his oh, get his tips frosted? I hope that there are frosted? enough sane U.S. citizens. What's that, Nicole? I hope that there are enough sane U.S. citizens. I oh, said I hope that there are enough sane U.S. citizens to not elect an, a criminal, an indicted criminal. A criminal. criminal Stop into it. The Joe Biden is a criminal. Stop it. Stop, no, stop, the ridiculousness. stop the ridiculousness. <laughs> I've seen the bank records. You are, but what am I? I've seen the That's bank records. Great, yeah. yeah. great move. And just, just so you know, Nicole, you could indict a ham sandwich, and no one from the cannabis space should be protesting criminalism since we're all criminals still technically. Just saying. Speak for yourself. The, he's a documented criminal. criminal who has ripped off okay, people. Do, who not, has ripped do off. not partake in the, sell, mm-hmm. in the sale of cannabis. So uh-huh. Technically... Uh, you, you, uh, you you possess and consume a, a Schedule One substance, which makes you a criminal. My non-criminal ass or my criminal ass mm-hmm. is not running for president of the United States. Not you, you don't have to run for president of the United States. It's running. It's still yeah, doing the same thing. I'm just saying, just running, saying, so hypocrisy is hypocrisy. That's all that I'm saying. You know okay. what I mean? One Let's crime is, you know, whether it's jaywalking or murder, it's all crime. Just saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, we're gonna yeah we're gonna keep this keep this train train rolling. Um, coming up next, Mr. Saman Razani. He is the man who loves to tell women and show women how being over fifty, how they can say hello again. That's right. He's a plant formulation expert and a cannabis facility designer. That's right. It is the man, Mr. Saman Razani. Thank you. Thank you. Cannabis freedom fighters out there. Stand up. All right. Listen, we got some big issues. Okay. We got some big issues with our laws in this country in general, but cannabis laws um, and rules and regulations, boy, this is a, this is a, this is a sad day. Todd, this one's for you today. I have a story out of Oregon. Um, OPB news. Oregon cannabis products recalled over aspergillus contamination will soon be sold. Let's let's unpack this, people. (laughs) Oregon cannabis products recalled over pathogenic mold will soon be approved for sale. Last month, a court suspended state restrictions on four strains of the fungus aspergillus in marijuana. The cannabis industry had argued that the mold was too common to avoid. 
The decision left over 2,000 pounds and 60,000 pre-rolls of recalled cannabis in limbo as the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Control Commission awaited further guidance from Oregon Health Authority. <clears throat> On September 20th, the OLCC announced it would be, uh, begin clearing those recalled products for sale. OLCC is working to coordinate the release of any such items that have been on hold in the state's cannabis tracking system, the agency wrote in a press release. Mike Getlin, the, uh, the board chair of the Cannabis Industry Alliance of Oregon, celebrated the news but said the, the wait had been frustrating. This should have been done within a matter of days, if not frankly hours of the judge's ruling, Getlin said. There's, there are potential uh, potentially businesses failing, even though the court has ordered that this impediment be lifted. The suspension of the state's restriction will expire in February, giving the Oregon Court of Appeals time to review arguments. Aspergillus spores can cause fungal infections in the immunocompromised, but no cases in Oregon have been linked to cannabis yet. And that's the story from OBP News, or OPB News, I'm sorry. And uh, let's hear what our, our our friends and family out there have to say about this. Todd, I want to start with you, man. What do you think sure. about this? I think it's, uh, look, run a testing lab, and we test for aspergillus, four different species of aspergillus, which are pretty bad for you. If you are immune compromised, if you have any kind of lung issues, you know, it's uh, it can be very, very dangerous. Um I would love not to test for it, right? Because it's expensive, right? It's a pain in the ass. And uh, we, we do have to fail people for it. We do a different kind of uh, aspergillus analysis too, is we do what's called free DNA removal. So we remove all of the dead aspergillus DNA, which a lot of other labs don't do. We remove the dead DNA and only test for presence of live DNA, which means wow. live organisms, you know, in your cannabis, which is bad because as it sits in the bag, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, and that just, that's just what happens. But the cultivators to lobby together and say, we're failing too much, rather than clean their facility, they want to change the law because it's really just all about cleanliness. But, but what's, but what is this nonsense about having a rule and setting a rule and then just saying hey we're just gonna let it happen i mean it's like well, is that's it why they that's why they lobbied right all that you know shit this... was sitting in a storage somewhere they you know... say what are we gonna do with all that weed you know question, what this sounds question, like to Todd, me what's the um what's this argument that it's just too common to avoid you think that's bullshit well it is common uh because mm -hmm. it feeds on dead leaves right so you ever see dead leaves in a in a cultivation <laughs> oh so yep. It's really all about cleanliness. And, you know, I have lots of clients that pass every single time, every time, every time. I have lots of other clients that, you know, fail 15% of the time, 5% of the time, 20% of the time. We go out to the facilities and we swab and we find the location where the problem is happening. Um, and they usually fix it. But it is everywhere. Aspergillus is everywhere. And it is difficult to contain, but it's doable with cleanliness. So, this, uh, this we test aspergillus, we test the DNA, right? We, we extract the DNA of the microorganism, and that's what we test. And the only thing that kills that DNA would be bleach. So if you're not cleaning your facility with bleach, you definitely have aspergillus in your facility. So, I mean, this this just sounds to me like like uh, Oregon is taking a page out of New York's t testing playbook. 
as we covered uh, earlier last week in regards to them uh, having such dirty weed. And Maine has some really dirty weed, too. And I think this is just going to be par for the course, and people are just going to have to accept that they're going to be smoking dirty weed when they go to retail. That's true. You know, I just went to a meeting last week uh, uh, with the CCB here in Nevada is um, uh, talking about removing Aspergillus from testing protocols because cultivators complain. The national average is about 20%. Right. And I was in a room full of, you know, laboratory uh, guys. And, uh, you know, like I said, what I said to you, I'd, I'd like to not test for it. It's just not very safe. Well, and here's the thing. This is what we talk about a lot is just like this, this butting up against, you know, the, the bureaucracy of cannabis and the cannabis industry itself. And it's like, look, there's a, there's a, 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 a point here where, you know, the industry, the people that have invested, the people that are following the rules, you know, have kind of like, I I feel have a right to have a say in that discussion, but it's also like, we don't want to you know, provide a contaminated product to people, um, especially with cannabis. I mean, you know, we're still we're still smoking a lot of flour, a lot of pre-rolls out there. Those are, you know, by and large, um, you know, most of the markets in most of these states. And then, you know, with always with, you know, the the processing and the manufacturing of products, we can we can, you know, m- re- you know, mediate or remediate that, um, you know, mold. But it's it still it still comes down to where does this where where do we have this discussion at a, at a larger kind of um, point in time where the labs and the industry operators can come to a you know conclusion on what to do? My concern is that there's a bunch of for better or worse men sitting in a room making decisions about how healthy the plant should be and the medicine that should be given to the consumer should be like the, the fact that. Um, those kind of decisions are being made without co- consumer input or without the public knowledge um, is quite terrifying because obviously, obviously if those conversations are happening in Nevada, then they're happening in other places. And and thank God, Todd, somebody like you is in the room and is telling these regulators and decision makers like, <laughs> you can't let these MSOs or these bad operators give you grief for implementing safe protocols when all you got to do to avoid aspergillus is just be clean. Like it should be a part of the state's SOPs of how to maintain a a clean facility and you avoid having to test for this because you don't have it anymore. Um, And and it's just a terrifying thought to think um, as a consumer, as a patient, like, okay, there is somebody actually sitting behind a closed door making those decisions on whether or not I should have clean weed and that's and clean medicine. And that's just a scary thought. What what do you have to say? What do you have to say about food though, Nicole? They're basing it on on economics. What do you what do you have to say about food though? Right. Because food is way less tested than our weed is. Our weed is far, far, far greater tested uh, for impurities than our food. food. Yeah, Yeah, but every but every 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 American every American consumes food three times a day as opposed to a percentage of people that consume cannabis. Everyone's sick. Exactly. Everybody's (laughs) following the standard American diet and they're they're dying on the inside. 
And so I, I, that's why I buy my food at farmers markets. I support these small farmers. They might, they, they don't have to go through those stringent testings to get all their mass produced products on the, into a grocery store. And I respect that they are, are small craft growers that give a lot more time and energy and respect to the food that they're growing for the consumer. And so I, that's my own little part that I can do is not buy at big box as much as I can and, and support these small farmers. And I do the same with my weed. Oh, oh boy. Um, on the science side, is there any uh, a safe, acceptable level of this stuff? Not when you're well, smoking. That, well, that's that's really a good question because that's what I talked about with the uh, with the regulators the other day. Is that why don't we develop a you know acceptable amount of aspergillus, just like there's an acceptable amount of yeast and mold, right? Sure. There's an acceptable amount of other things. Um, Problem is, it, it's uh, it takes research and studies, and then you know, all of that pig. stuff, which nobody wants to pay for, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and who's gonna um, guinea pig now? Is it a mouse study? I mean, it's not. That's what I'm saying. It it takes a really long time to to get through all of that stuff, and nobody has the money, and nobody has the patience. But it should be done, yeah. and there should be some sort of you know, testing to uh, the, to do that. Presence of the state should be funding, uh, especially that. in most labs uh, who are not removing the dead DNA are also testing you know, dead DNA and uh, finding that it does exist because aspergillus is everywhere. It's everywhere. And unless you're using bleach, um, it's, the DNA is everywhere. Mm -hmm. so. Aspergillosis is the disease it gives you, right? Which it, uh, it's an infection in your lungs. Mm -hmm. And anybody who is uh, you know, immune compromised or has any kind of respiratory issues, it's deadly. So you're yeah. saying all cannabis people should take a page out of Hillary Clinton's playbook and bleach everything? <laughs> no, that's Donald's playbook of injecting the bleach. Oh, please <laughs> stop the right. ridiculousness. We're going to go to a commercial. So you can be... inject the bleach right into and see what happens? Oh, Is that what God. we're going to do? Stop That'll it, stop it, stop it. You or, just, or you maybe just we can zap inside our bodies with light. You just I hear UV rays. I hear good things. I follow the UV light bulb. You just I'm bleached. HHS chick here. hiding under her chair when he's asking, "Is this? That's right, right?" And mm -hmm. he's like, oh. Yeah. "Oh boy." Right. Uh, I, I hear good things are happening. I hear good yeah. things. We got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Oh yeah, stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you smash that like button if you could. I know we'd appreciate it and YouTube appreciates it. Also, you can check out all the stories on our website, www.hyatt9news.com. And make sure you tell a friend. You have another commercial on? Yeah. How's it going guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Oh yeah, coming up next, she's the voice on Power 88 in Las Vegas, Nevada every Wednesday morning, right? Oh yes, that's right. She's out there 
from Las Vegas, but she happens to be in the great, great state of Illinois with an S. That's right. That's right. She's also part of Minorities for Medical Marijuana, M4MM, and coming here to grace the stage is none other than the Nicole Buffon. Well, thank you so much for that lovely introduction, Jason, and greetings to everyone out there listening to our show. We appreciate you being here. So today my story comes out of, guess what, Illinois. Um, Palestine, Illinois, did not know that that existed before today. Um, Two businessmen from Robinson, Illinois, are in the works to bring a cannabis dispensary to the village of Palestine in hopes of giving back to a community they say could benefit from the economic impact. I looked it up. Palestine is about uh, 20 or so miles away from the Indiana state line. Um, Not too many dispensaries over there, but it looks like that would be a lucrative business because of Indiana's status um, when it comes to cannabis. Uh, The reason we're doing this, he said, is to save this community. They need something to boost their economy and get them going. And we feel like this is something that's going to do that. About three years ago, the village of Palestine's mayor, Rob Burley, said they struck down the idea of a dispensary. This summer, that changed when the mayor broke a tie vote on the approval of allowing a dispensary in the community. He says, it's quite a controversial subject, I got to admit, and I was on one on each side of the fence. He said the mayor said he was back and forth on the issue, but ultimately went for what he said the majority wanted. He said several residents and business owners reached out to him, and he said for every one that was against the idea, he heard from 10 that were for it. We got to remember, we work for the people, said the mayor. Wish all all mayors thought like that. Palestine, like a lot of small villages, is struggling to survive. We're just trying to take a step in the right direction. And he believes the revenue from the dispensary could do just that. On the rec- on the recreational, I believe we get 3%. Then on the medical, they don't have to give anything, but they've agreed to give 1%. As for progress, Erickson said that the lot is purchased and demolition is complete. The property is located on the corner of Porter and North Washington, so off of Route 33. So if you are um, in Illinois, then you should drive by this empty lot. Um, but it, it seems like there's not many businesses in this in this little town. Um, the mayor said there are several things that still have to fall into place before this is a done deal. We're just at the waiting game. You now see if they get their license, then we will proceed with our license. The next step is they will continue to work on their plans, making their plans into reality. We're sort of waiting on builders now that are backed up from the tornado that hit Crawford County. Um, A lot of the builders are tied up and we want to use local if we can. Um, So uh, if, again, uh, I think that this is going to be good for this small small town in Illinois, Um, just like progress moving forward, uh, they are looking at trying to create more jobs and more revenue for this small town um, and for the state. And so I I love to hear, I'm sure the people of Palestine um, in Israel aren't too happy about this making news um, and their name coming up. But um, I think it's a good thing for this small town. I'd love to hear what my correspondents think about this story. It's always good to encourage cannabis businesses in any city. I mean, hold on. So, so, So you said Palestine in Illinois is a village. I googled it. Population <laughs> yes, twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Okay, so what is the what is the what is the size cap then for uh for a village? Because I thought that it was a, a thousand people. 
that's really the issue you're going to die on a hill with here? What you got to this? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just inquiring. I'm just wondering. I have questions. I know you know this well, kind we'll of stuff. We'll continue Gretchen. on. Let's well, pretend well, that it is the cap. What's the issue? I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out, like, like you're going to have one store in this little town of 1,200 people. It'll probably yeah. service the whole community. There's not going to be a lot of room for any other type of business out there. Um, and are they, are uh, they making this? Dollar General Store. Dollar General Store does a lot of money. It's, it's a dollar everything. That's not a lot of revenue. <laughs> I, I think that they're going to get a lot of revenue from over state lines, from people coming in from Indiana, because it's right there on the border. Oh, is and that right? I also think that they're going to be servicing. Yes, not okay. far from the Indiana border. And I, and I also think that they're going to be servicing other small towns that are in that area that are nowhere close to the city, nowhere close to Chicago. Um, and they're going to need somewhere to go as well. So you got to think about where is the closest dispensary to that. Okay, so let's just say there's three other cities and they're all about the same size. So now at that point, you have 4,800 people plus whatever people are going to come in from Indiana. And it's not like there's a lot of people right. that live in Indiana either. So <laughs> let's just say let's just say their market cap is 20,000 people that they're going to service. How yeah. much do you think they're really going to do? I think any added business to the town would be a good thing, Jason Beck. Why are you pissing all over these people's hopes and dreams? I'm I'm not. I'm just being real. Right. I'm just I'm just offering a, a bit of truth and reality in the world. Uh, yeah, because oh, that's mean, what you want. Servicing <laughs> 20,000 people is still a good good little audience. Yeah, these people are getting medicine. Like they're getting provided medicine, and people are getting jobs. It is, might not is, be this, is this going to be? A, is, is is this just a standard retail store? Or is this going to be a vertically operated business? They're going to have to be selling. It didn't say in the article, though. But okay, so I I'm willing to bet that they are. It's all about. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that they're only a dispensary, standalone dispensary by the by itself. I'd be willing to put money on that. Okay. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, we no, there's not. There's not. There's not. But there. But 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 having having a dis standalone dispensary by itself is the most expensive portion of the supply chain to be in under 280e, and so therefore, with very very low revenues that they're going to have because they're not going to have a, a a wide wide client base, I imagine. It's just I, I just I, I don't see how this 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 store is going to be real amazing like that as far as turning revenue it may make a little bit of money and a little bit of profit in Palestine. it's going to be a little quaint, it's be quaint amazing little weed store who now have access to weed and weed products i'm, I'm all for that i'm all for that i'm not trying to poo poo on that well, and it's only about 40 minutes from good old Terre Haute, indiana which has a much larger population what's the population in Terre Haute? Terre Haute. <laughs> I mean, it's not ginormous. It's sixty thousand. Oh, sixty thousand. I mean, All right. When there is no legal cannabis in Indiana, uh, this cute little town is a lot closer to them than Chicago. Fair enough. So yeah. Fair don't enough. Be hating, Jason. I'm not hating. Let I'm just the being Midwest, real. The true Midwest. The, mids, the Midwest. Get access to cannabis. Like Pennsylvania. That's right. Legalize <laughs> it. Legalize <laughs> it. Ah, Midwest. <laughs> Oh, hey man. guys, I gotta bounce. Love y'all. Right, happy, happy Tuesday. Have a safe, have a safe flight, Simon. Have a safe flight. He's got to, yeah, he's, he's got to hop on a plane. Um, and with that, we are gonna keep it rolling right on in to Mr. Todd Denkin. He's the founder of Digipath Labs, the founder of the Smuggle Birth, which is an online place where you can purchase all of your cannabis NFTs. Please, that's right, and the voice himself 
is Mr. Todd Dankin. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, thanks, everyone, and uh, welcome to Tuesday. Uh, my uh, story is about banking yet again. Over 800 banks filed to allow cannabis businesses, according to a FinCEN report. Banking institutions are in a race to allow cannabis businesses ahead of the imminent changes in the way cannabis is classified at the federal level, according to federal data. Cannabis remains prohibited at the federal level, but the U.S. Health and Human Services Department recommendation to reclassify cannabis from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3 will literally change everything. Normal reports that there's a spike in the number of banking institutions that are filing to work with cannabis businesses as the fear of repercussions subsides. According to quarterly data provided by the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which is FinCEN, Bureau of the United States Department of Treasury, over 800 banks and credit unions have filed paperwork with the U.S. government acknowledging their relationships with licensed cannabis businesses. FinCEN reports that 812 banks and credit unions reported that they are actively working with cannabis companies in the second quarter of fiscal year 2023. It's a record high since FinCEN first started tracking these numbers. It represents a significant rise from last year's numbers when they identified 553 banks, 11% of the U.S. banks, 202 credit unions. FinCEN said they, uh, they issued guidance to clarify Bank Secrecy Act, known as the BSA, expectations for financial institutions seeking to provide medical or seeking to provide services to marijuana-related businesses, or MRBs. Uh, the report, which is available for download, reads, and I quote, This FinCEN guidance clarified how financial institutions can provide services to marijuana-related businesses consistent with their BSA obligations and aligns the information provided by financial institutions, BSA reports, federal and state law enforcement priorities. Since 2014 guidance specifies three phases describing a financial institution's relationship to marijuana-related businesses. It is called the Marijuana Limited, which means financial, uh, the financial institution provides financial services to an MRB that the financial institution reasonably, reasonably believes, based on its customer due diligence, does not implicate one of the Cole Memo priorities or violate state law. Number two is Marijuana Priority means the financial institution provides financial services to an MRB that the financial institution reasonably believes, based on its customer due diligence, implicates one of the Cole Memo priorities or violates state law. And number three is marijuana termination, means the financial institution deems it necessary to terminate a relationship with an MRB in order to maintain an effective anti-money laundering compliance program. Normal leaders discussed the topic with The Hill last May and said, no industry can operate safely, transparently, or effectively without access to banks or other financial institutions. It is self-evident that the players in the industry, especially smaller and minority-owned businesses, are, and those consumers that are served by it will remain severely hampered without better access to credit and financing, according to Deputy Director Paul Armentano of Normal. According to a survey compiled last year by Whitney Economics, over 70% of cannabis businesses that were asked said the lack of access to banking or investment capital is their top challenge. 
Sen began providing guidance to the cannabis businesses in 2014 with the goal to help banking institutions operate while cannabis remains illegal at the federal level. Who News reported earlier this month that the HHS recommendation to reclassify cannabis from a Schedule 1 to a Schedule 3 drug could transform the cannabis industry and create new opportunities for banking institutions. Scheduling cannabis to Schedule 3 may allow dispensaries to accept credit card payments. Richard Laterman, former head of Global Treasury for Visa and co-founder and chair of Standard C, said, credit card payments may supplant cash transactions if this occurs, reducing the risks and costs associated with cash-only operations. Cannabis banking expert Robert Barron said, while changes will inevitably occur, financial institutions looking to serve this market segment must implement risk management tools to evaluate and monitor cannabis businesses. This is where Standard C's business underwriting and monitoring tools are perfectly suited to meet their Bank Secrecy Act and customer due diligence obligations. HASS uh, recommendation to reclassify cannabis from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3 would be a pivotal step first of its kind at the federal level, to make the cannabis industry safer for everyone. I'm Todd Dankin with Hyatt 9 News. Do we think uh, safe banking is around the corner? Todd, yes. I think I feel like this is good news. Oh, I feel like this news. is good news. So my, my, my question is, th- is this uh, uh, with, the, with all these banks anticipating the passage of safe banking that they're filing all this paperwork? Oh, that's right. They want to get in before the you know any rules are made, but um, yes, they want to get in before the next guy. Now, now, question, question, Gretchen. If, if, if question for you, Gretchen, if safe banking doesn't get a vote and we have a government shutdown, and mm-hmm. it isn't doesn't get the opportunity to to to, to get passed, would these uh-huh. would the fact that these banks are filing this paperwork would them enable would that enable them to be able to work with cannabis businesses going forward without safe banking? One more time, what? So. The paperwork that they filed, would that yep. enable them to start working with cannabis companies? Because there's a number of different banks that, that work with different cannabis companies and just ex- take the risk and char- charge sure. charges. Think, so would this put them the in that category? For these guys going forward and what they were suggesting in this article was based more on the possibility of Schedule 3. I don't think it has to do with SAFE because uh, currently people can absolutely bank with banks. With There are many FinCEN guidelines on how to do it. Um, as for the government shutdown, uh, that's still yet to be seen. The markup for SAFE is still happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it is not a new Congress anytime soon. That's so, true. plenty of time to do a vote on SAFE if these jackasses, your besties, yep. uh, close down this joint. I hope they do. At the end of the week. <laughs> I hope they close it down. If they do close okay, it down, so it ain't going to stay closed. There's plenty of time to vote. I know that. That's true. Another thing that I learned last week during the Congressional Black Caucus, um, while uh, my colleagues were lobbying on Capitol Hill, is that um, the letter from HHS never mentions Schedule 3. It just mentions rescheduling. And they're Mm -hmm. allowing the DEA to actually decide what that scheduling will look like. So that's something that I learned that I, I didn't realize after the, uh, that information. The, the press, the media are the ones that are um, taking on spinning, this spinning the three, schedule like, three. Scheduling it. Yeah. So that's not what the HHS letter said. And, and how about this? Fun fact. We've never seen the HHS letter. So we don't know what it says. Actually, um, we're just getting. We, we, we covered we, we, we covered a story, um, Nicole, while you were gone on the fact that there never was an HHS letter. 
and that she misspoke oh. during her mm-hmm. testimony, so to no, say. Well, well, no, that's no. a different letter. That's a different letter? That's a different no, 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 no. Oh, She's suggesting in that story that President Biden did not send her yeah. a letter to start yes. the investigation. Got it. Okay. That's right. Yeah, that that was the that was that story. I remember that story. Okay. So yeah, it was it was she she apologized for misspeaking that the president sent the letter, not HHS. HHS did send the letter. Okay. We, also we just haven't surgery, read. but in Washington speak, it's oh, I misspoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> letter came but, but, out. Letter came out August 29th, and mm-hmm. it it's quoted the Secretary of Health and Human Services and Attorney General to initiate the administrative process to review expeditiously. How marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Right. Does not mention scheduling, like moving Correct. it from a schedule one to schedule three. It just mentions rescheduling. So Correct. it's it, so, yeah, so we can we can guess all day where they might put it. Um, I love uh, uh, Gigi's recommendation to make it a sketch to take it off the scheduling, but make it like a nutraceutical. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep, I support that, that. You too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I just this just another fun fact that I learned while on the Hill this last week um, during Congressional Black Caucus and um, and some of the things that my colleagues and I were able to uh, get a better understanding of as we await the DEA's decision. Sounded really cool when you said what I learned on the Hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that uh, I just hope that bill goes through. That uh, will will block the DEA and the HHS from being able to do any of this and put it back in the hands of Congress. But nonetheless, no chance in hell. I know. I can hope. I can wishfully hope. No. <laughs> Just like those people in Palestine are wishing for a new economy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I, I agree. There's only twenty thousand They definitely are wishing for a new economy, Gretchen. That is for sure. Uh, and it definitely is not going to be that little shop. That's for sure. But I should move I, to an economy if they want to be in an economy. Mm-hmm. I have. I have. I have. I have one more story. I know why your dogs are freaking out, Gretchen. No, they're freaking out because they think you're going to keep talking. No, they're. No. Fre- I, I know. I know no, why they're yeah. freaking out. They're freaking out because three they know. Minutes, Jason. They know about. This done in three minutes. I got you. They know about my next story. Adam, are you ready with the video? All right, because you be you guys are going to love this, Gretchen. This is this story is just for you. I Sheep can't wait. wander into a greenhouse. And eat 600 pounds of marijuana plants. That's right. A flock of sheep found their way into a greenhouse in Greece and ate more than 600 pounds of marijuana plants being cultivated for medical use. Giannis Brohanis, owner of the greenhouse in Magnesia, said his crop had already been damaged by heat and recent floods when a flock of sheep managed to enter the greenhouse and feast on the remaining cannabis plants. He he estimated that the sheep munched their way through more than 600 pounds of plants and Baronis told the newspaper that the sheep were, in quotes, jumping higher than goats after eating all their ill-gotten greenery. Greece legalized medical cannabis back in 2017, and the country opened its first cannabis production plant earlier this year. And uh, Adam, I think you, you, we got the video, Adam. Oh, man. Here we go. So he's basically, he's basically telling them, he's like, man, these, 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 these sheep, they just came in and ate everything. They gobbled it all up. They were so high. And now he believes that he can get a much higher, higher premium 
for these sheep. Can't get high from eating weed. No, well, hold on though. But I think, I think, I think their wool will be worth more because it will be hemp infused wool, and so therefore it could definitely demand a higher price on the market space. That's the marketing mm -hmm. I'm serious, yeah. These goats, these goats ate all this guy's weed plant. They're sheep. They're sheep. Whatever, sheep, goats. It's not going to get you high, though. Yeah. Well, so I, I, I found that story extremely entertaining. With all That's these right. sheep just grazing on the on this guy's weed. They think he made up. his greenhouse. Yep, they broke into his greenhouse and ate six hundred pounds of weed. Smart sheep. I mean, what do you think, Gretchen? I think uh, your dogs. Adorable. I think cool. your dogs. I think your dogs really like that story. Salem, what do you think? Did you like that story? Mm hmm Yep, Salem. Salem loved it. See the tail wagon? Yep, I see it. I see it. The she tail is wagon. Yeah. She, love you she she loves me. Sweater. Like, I'm out of here. Jake's yeah, right. Been so long. Salem. Salem loves me. Salem saying, wrap it up. Yeah, Jason. right. I need to walk. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for joining us and getting high at nine with us every Monday through Friday at nine a.m. Pacific and high noon on the East Coast. Big thank you to our audience and supporters for tuning in daily and watching the insanity that is the ever-changing, developing cannabis industry. Thank you to our correspondents for being truly amazing, and. Thank you all for spending your time with us this morning. We know you could be anywhere else and tuning in to America's number one daily cannabis news show.